Good morning, this is Reverend Dr. Paul Gibson with this week's Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast. Today we're going to continue talking about sexual intimacy from a biblical context. And in order to start today's podcast off, I would like to read to you from Proverbs chapter 5, verse 5. It reads, Her feet go down to death, her steps follow the path to Sheol. Well, who is her in the text? That's the forbidden woman. And what the author of Proverbs is saying is that anytime we engage in sexual intimacy outside of marriage, death is going to be the result. Now, not necessarily physical death, but definitely emotional death, uh, definitely spiritual death. Um, But there is a death that is going to occur when we engage in sexual intimacy outside of marriage. And the reason being, if you go back to the last podcast, I believe that the author of Proverbs wrote that, is because whenever we have sex with someone, our bodies tell themselves that they're attaching to that person that we're having sex with. So when we try to engage in sex with no strings attached, or when we try to uh, engage in sex without a uh, long-term biblical covenant commitment uh, as part of that sexual intimacy, we're setting ourselves up for heartache. We're setting ourselves up for heartbreak. Uh, whenever we break up with someone, or whenever we split from someone that we've been sexually intimate with, we are literally uh, undoing the chemical bonding that has taken place time after time after time as we have had uh, sex with that person. And when we break up, when we split up, when we uh, separate ourselves uh, from that person, we're going to experience a lot of heartache and a lot of emotional pain because we're breaking a bond that we have chemically formed time after time after time through sex. So that's one of the reasons why I think that Proverbs 5, 5 says what it says in regards to not allowing uh, yourself to go down um, the path of the forbidden woman. Sexual intimacy outside of marriage leads to emotional death and spiritual death. But then in Proverbs five eighteen, the author says, Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. A stark contrast from Proverbs 5.5 5 and Proverbs 5.18 and 19. In Proverbs 5.18 and 19, the author is talking about embracing sexual intimacy within marriage. He uses the words uh, like intoxication, uh, uh, be filled with delight. So in other words, we see another biblical passage where people within a committed, covenanted marriage are encouraged to have sex. So... Again, going back to what I said in the last podcast, the Lord designed sex to be healthy and holy within marriage. So my hope is that through this podcast, you're being encouraged to see sexual intimacy as holy, as healthy, and as something that God definitely ordained. Now, I want to transition and talk a little bit about some practical issues in regards to uh, sexual intimacy within marriage. First practical issue is this. I encourage you to uh, grow with each other in regards to discussing needs and desires. So when it comes to uh, your sexual needs and when it comes to your sexual desires within a committed covenant in marriage, uh, I encourage you to be able or learn how to discuss your needs and desires with one another. So for instance, uh, using the words I need, honey, it's been a couple of weeks. 
I know we've been busy, but I need to connect with you in a sexually intimate way. Uh, or um, let's just say that it's been a very uh, challenging day. Uh, you're, you're, you're struggling. You're carrying a heavy emotional burden. And you know that being with your spouse physically will help. You may go to that person and say, hey, I really want to have sexual intimacy with you tonight. Um, or I really desire to have sexual intimacy with you tonight. I need to have sex with you tonight. Um, so, again, there's nothing at all inappropriate with being honest about your needs, your wants, and your desires when it comes to sex. Um, Also, when you engage in sexual intimacy with your spouse, make sure you're uh, focusing on mutually agreed upon actions. In in other words, no means no within marriage. And if you're trying to engage your spouse in sex and they feel bad and they tell you no, no means no. Uh, Or if you're trying to engage your spouse in sex and they say not right now, then we must honor that boundary uh, when our spouse says not right now. And in in regards to mutually agreed upon actions, make sure that you're both comfortable uh, doing the sexual actions that you're doing uh, while you're experiencing sexual intimacy. Uh, So, again, no means no. And when it comes to shared sexual desires, make sure they are shared and that they are agreed upon. So don't be bashful about discussing needs and desires. The second practical issue that I like to encourage couples to think through is creating or making time for sex. Sometimes we have to make time for sex, uh, just like we make time for conversation. Um, Earlier in the Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how healthy couples spend 15 minutes every day just talking through their day in order to connect and and attach. Well, the same is uh, true for sex. Not necessarily 15 minutes every day, but sometimes we have to schedule sex just like we schedule time for conversation. And I often hear, well, doesn't that ruin the spontaneity? Uh, Maybe. But the bigger issue is not scheduling time for sex, and because life gets so busy, you're not able to have sex at all. Um, And if you are concerned about losing the spontaneity, scheduling time for sex actually allows you to build in time to experience foreplay and to take your time so that sex is not rushed and it's not hurried. But instead, you're able to block amount of time off and really engage each other, both in foreplay and eventually uh, intercourse. Another practical issue when it comes to creating and making time for sex is eliminate distractions. Eliminate distractions, both mental and physical. Clear your calendar. If you know it's going to take uh, some time for you to mentally uh, prepare for sex, make sure you clear your calendar enough so that you're able to uh, be emotionally and physically engaged and mentally engaged when it comes time uh, for sexual intimacy. And not only clear your calendar, clear your room. Uh, Make sure that the place where you're going to be experiencing sexual intimacy uh, is... uh is clean and make sure that it doesn't uh, have distractions in it like a TV that's on or uh, like a little laundry that may be laying on the bed. Uh, Clear your room so that um, there are no distractions when it comes to engaging your spouse in a sexually intimate way. Um, Another thing I would say is this. Again, understand that it's okay and it's even necessary to schedule time for sexual intimacy. So if you know that you and your spouse are going to have a couple of busy weeks, but you do not want to uh, mess out on uh, having sex and being sexually intimate with each other, schedule that time out. That way you know for sure you're going to be able uh, to engage each other in a sexually intimate way. Another practical issue that I encourage couples to be aware of uh, are the differences between men and women. Uh, Women desire 
emotional connection before physical connection, and men desire physical connection before emotional connection. So when it comes to sexual intimacy, understand that if you're a man that really working to connect emotionally with your spouse first will help her connect physically with you. And if you're a woman, understanding that connecting physically with your spouse first will help you uh, connect more emotionally with your husband. And that means there has to be some sacrifice. That means that if you're desiring emotional connection first, um, you might need to sacrifice and focus on physical connection first, or vice versa. If you're desiring physical connection as a man, you might need to uh, focus on emotional connection first. So uh, sacrifice is necessary when it comes to sexual intimacy, but again, make sure you're talking through uh, what you're willing to sacrifice in regards to uh, shared desires and shared expectations. Another practical issue is understanding that seasons of sexual intimacy will wax and wane within marriage. Or another way to say that is that seasons within uh, marriage in regards to sex will increase and decrease. You know, for instance, uh, a waxing is uh, when you're newlyweds. Um, You're healthy, hopefully uh, healthy, and and you're able to experience sexual intimacy at at a much higher pace. Uh, Waning is when you have children. Um, children uh, zap our emotional energy. They zap our physical uh, energy, which means that it's much harder to connect uh, from a sexual intimate standpoint because we're tired. Um, waxing, another time when we might see our sexual intimacy increase, uh, is on vacation or taking time off from work. We're able to clear our minds. We're able to be more physically rested so that we can engage in sexual intimacy uh, in our marriage, in our marriages. And another time that uh, sex may wane in a marriage is when we have sickness or there are health issues. Uh, another time that uh, sex may wax or may increase is when kids move out of the house. Um, and then again, another time when we may see sexual intimacy decrease uh, is with aging. And as always, as we've talked about with healthy marriage and healthy family, it's very important to talk through these different seasons in marriage uh, when sexual intimacy will wax and wane or when it will decrease uh, or increase. Uh, last thing I want to say in regards uh, to practical issues uh, is have fun. Have fun uh, with sexual intimacy in marriage. Remember to honor the Lord. Um, And the main way we honor the Lord is by making sure that we keep sexual intimacy in our marriages, that we don't go uh, looking for sexual intimacy outside of our marriages, uh, and that we honor each other. Going back to what I said said earlier, sharing our needs and desires, but then working towards mutually agreed upon uh, expectations from a sexual standpoint. So... um, I encourage you to know and remember that the Lord ordained sex to be good within marriage. So my prayer is that in your marriage, you're able to have a fun and holy um, sex life because that's the way the Lord desires it uh, to be. At the same time, remember that sex is not all a marriage is about, but instead sex is a celebration of doing uh, marriage right in a healthy and holy and a biblical way. Um, I want to talk briefly before we end today about some of the challenges uh, in in regards to sexual intimacy within marriage. If you or your spouse um, has a history of experiencing abuse, especially sexual abuse, I encourage you to get help when it comes to connecting sexually because the horrors and the heartache of abuse can really um, hinder someone when it comes to uh, their desire to connect sexually with their spouse. They may have wonderful desire. They may have uh, the, the strong, uh, holy, healthy desire to connect with their spouse. But because of past um, experience with abuse, uh, you or your spouse may need help 
engaging in sexual intimacy if abuse has been present in the past. Another challenge when it comes to sexual intimacy is medical issues. There are many different medical issues that can hinder a spouse or both spouses from engaging in sexual intimacy. Don't hesitate to um, get help uh, from a doctor. Last thing is lack of knowledge. Uh, Sometimes couples struggle to uh, connect in a sexual intimate way because they lack understanding in regards to sex. And here we say this, it's okay to get help. Um, I hope that this Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast has helped you uh, and your spouse. And please know that there are many other great Christian-based, biblically-based podcasts out there, Um, just many resources that can help a couple learn how to connect in a sexual way that's also holy and biblical. Um, Again, hear me remind you that sex is not designed to be the center of marriage, but it's a powerfully interactive celebration of a marriage's holiness, attachment, and ability to create for their attachment, joy, and life. So as we end our time today focusing on sexual intimacy, hear me say that the Lord wants you to engage in sexual intimacy within marriage. So may you engage in sexual intimacy in a holy, healthy, and God-honoring way. This is Reverend Dr. Paul Gibson with today's Healthy Marriage, Healthy Family podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at RevDrPaulGibson at gmail.com, R-E-V-D-R-P-A-U-L-G-I-B-S-O-N at gmail.com. May you have a healthy marriage so that you can have a healthy family.